Chapter Four of the Wishing Horse of Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Beth Thomas. Chapter Four: The King and His Talking Horse. Now it is true that the king had closed his eyes as Matia settled himself in the alcove to read, but he was very far from sleep. In fact, no more than five minutes had been ticked away by the old-fashioned clock in the corner before Scamperoo straightened up as if suddenly struck by lightning. Casting a cautious look at the quiet merchant, he began to slide rapidly towards the door. Opening it without a sound, he slipped out into the corridor, and closing it just as softly, went puffing away to the quarters of the white wishing horse at the back of the courtyard. Though usually unenterprising and dull, we must credit Scamperoo with one brilliant idea. As chalk had been brought to Scampavia by the magic emeralds, why should he not know the trick of using them? Fairly panting with eagerness and impatience, Scamperoo jerked open the door of the stable and stepped recklessly into Chalk's stall. Ah, the little kingling! whinnied Chalk, tossing his mane gaily. For some reason or other, he found his fat master tremendously amusing, and while he had an immediate desire to trample on Matia and frighten off the stable boys, he felt only an affectionate tolerance for the tubby little ruler of Scampavia. Have you come for your ride? he inquired, giving the king a playful poke with his soft nose. No, I've come to talk to you, wheezed Scamperoo, seating himself carefully on an overturned water bucket. Quick, tell me all you know about these magic emeralds. Touching his three necklaces with a trembling forefinger, the king looked imploringly into the face of his new and powerful steed. Humph! Chalk shifted a mouthful of hay to his other cheek. Well, as to that, or rather, them, all that I know is nothing. <clears throat> you forget that I only came into existence yesterday afternoon. Of course, of course, I was the one who wished you here, explained the king impatiently. You wished me here? mused Chalk, staring meditatively at the comical figure on the water bucket. Well, I hardly know whether to thank you or to jump on you with all four feet. Even without any experience at all, I can see that this is no place for me. You're right, sighed Scamperoo, clasping his knees dejectedly. It's no place for me either. That is why I must know about the emeralds. They can satisfy our every wish, and if we just knew how to use them, we could go away together. You think you could manage that? sniffed Chalk, who had his own opinion as to what would happen once the king mounted on his back. Yes, together, insisted Scamperoo. Try to think, he begged earnestly. You say you know nothing. Then how did you know you came from Oz and your name and all that? That's right. How did I? Putting one ear forward and one ear backward, Chalk swallowed his hay with a quick gulp. There must be a lot of stuff in my head that I practically know nothing about, he reasoned thoughtfully. Suppose you tell me exactly what happened, and then I'll tell you what I think of it. So hunching forward, Scamperoo recounted the whole story of the merchant and the necklaces, how he and Matia had retired to his private garden, how there, with the merchant wearing the emeralds, his first wish had been granted. And a splendid wish it was, too, sighed Scamperoo, looking fondly up at his white horse. Never forget that you were my first wish, fellow. I'm hardly likely to forget myself, snickered Chalk loftily. But attend closely, old crown and scepter. 
when i dropped down into that garden your whiskered merchant was running for the gate as if his life depended on it he only stopped because he was afraid to pass me and from the way he fell into those cactus bushes i'll wager he was astonished as you were that the emeralds had granted your wish chalk wrinkled his forehead shrewdly i don't believe he knows any more about the necklaces than we do if he did he would never have sent you one in the first place and he would have granted all his own wishes and been in some splendid other place Matthias a fraud finished the king's horse vehemently and means to steal back the emeralds oh of course of course oh, oh why didn't i think of that myself what shall we do now wailed scamperoo jumping up so quickly he overturned the bucket for chalk's frankly spoken opinion confirmed his own suspicions of the merchant sit down advised the white horse not unkindly i may not be a magician but i have a little sense and horse sense is what your majesty needs more than anything else as scamperoo righted the bucket and meekly sat down again chalk closed his eyes standing silent and motionless for so long the king thought he had fallen into a trance but just as he began to fidget nervously about on the uncomfortable edge of the bucket the white horse opened his eyes and flashing a triumphant smile at scamperoo began calling in a loud lordly voice boy 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 while the king regarded him with mingled misgivings and admiration chalk snapped out directions to the clumsy little groom who came running in answer to his summons when his mane and tail had been thoroughly brushed and he was decked out once more in the splendid saddle and trappings he had worn on his first appearance in scampavia he dismissed the groom with a haughty toss of his head come he breathed mysteriously climb up scamperoo and we'll scamperoodle before that rascally merchant even misses us have you decided upon the place we are to go he questioned curiously as the king made seven frantic attempts to put his foot in the golden stirrup <laughs> the other foot master how do you ever expect to mount that way stand on the bucket kingling catch hold of my saddle and pull it's easy as oats once you get the hang of it is it lying mournfully on his back where he had fallen after his last effort scamperoo gazed mournfully upward and chalk himself began to champ snort and switch his tail with irritation you wished me on yourself and now it looks as if you would have to wish yourself on me he muttered savagely here give me those necklaces hang them over my ear and let's have done with this shameful exhibition you mean if i wish myself upon your back i will really be there panted scamperoo bouncing up like a rubber ball you mean you have discovered the secret of the emeralds certainly the white horse regarded him scornfully through half-closed eyes and the king all too willing to be convinced, unclasped his three necklaces and, standing on tiptoe, hung them over Chalk's right ear. I, I wish to be upon this creature's back, puffed Scamperoo, his cheeks swelling out with suspense and importance. One, two, three, four, five, six. And scarcely had he begun to count before he found himself firmly seated in the saddle. Now, now, not another word, commanded Chalk sternly before you dare to speak take those emeralds off my ear with shaking hands the king did as he was told his heart pounding so violently it almost kicked a hole in his shirt that's right directed the white horse more mildly now suppose you tell me where you intend to wish us and what we do after that 
wishes are pretty quick you know and it is best to be prepared but but i cannot understand how you made them work spluttered scamperoo it's wonderful it's marvellous do you understand what this means perfectly chalk rolled his eyes triumphantly round at his greedy little master my head seems to be full of magic which is not strange seeing that i was magically brought into existence and the trick of the necklaces once i got to thinking about them is quite simple now i am what i am oh and quite satisfied but you with these emeralds may easily make a jackass of yourself so you had better tell me what you wish before you wish it for instance he went on reprovingly if instead of wishing yourself upon my back you had wished yourself a good horseman how much wiser that would have been there's a lot more to riding than getting into the saddle you know but never mind that now what was this great big wish you and Matteo were planning together leaning so far forward he almost lost his balance scamperoo hurriedly whispered into chalk's left ear his grand and glorious wish for the future being careful to add to his own wish the three crafty suggestions made by the clever merchant are you sure this is what you desire chalk looked sharply and a little sadly at the rotund and royal figure on his back you mean to go away and leave your own people without a thought or care isn't there anyone here you would like to take along or give a share of your good fortune the king shook his head violently i might make a wish for pinny penny he added rather sheepishly good idea sniffed chalk what are you going to give old skinny pins you know i rather like that old codger without delay and a bit spitefully the king told him and as this time chalk found no fault with the wish scamperoo again placed the emeralds over chalk's ear and quickly spoke nine words then without waiting to see whether pinny penny got his wish chalk again took command if you do exactly as i say we'll get off before mattia discovers you are gone and comes down here to slice off your head to get his necklaces said the white horse severely lowering his voice to a whisper he slowly enunciated four brief sentences tingling partly with fright and partly with anticipation scamperoo repeated the four sentences after chalk and began his counting but stars scarcely had he reached ten before he felt a great lift and lurch had just time to snatch back his emeralds and seize the reins before he and the huge white wishing horse without leaving even a rustle in the quiet air had gone vanished and completely disappeared from scampavia End of chapter 4